0: thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church Podcast. Visit us online at LifePointCentral.com. Thank you guys so much for being with us. We trust that you had a good holiday. I know it's still one of those holiday weekends. Everybody's in a little bit of the holiday mood. It's been raining for 40 days and 40 nights. But God's in the house. You're here. I'm here. God's here. Um, You're in the right place at the right time. And so, um, we, we uh, trust that you, you had a, a good Christmas and a good new year. And uh, someone said to me this morning, they said, I have an excitement about 2022. I'm so glad it's a new year. And I think we all um, echo those sentiments. And so I want to, uh, if you haven't been here over the years, I, I, I want to do what we usually do the first Sunday of every year. I call it Vision Sunday. And so I've been do- doing this. Ever since me and my wife came here to be pastors, which has been a a few years now, almost 15 years, wow. And so every year I, I have done this, I have pulled out, now a few years ago I changed the original pair, but I, I pulled out a pair of binoculars, and the reason I do that is because binoculars take something that's in the distance and they pull it into focus and it lets you see it in the here and now, or it lets you see a, a close up. So, everybody's looked through a pair of binoculars before, right? And so, what my job is as your leader is to take a glance out into 2022, or take a glance out further into the future, or take a glance out into the next season and pull it into focus and declare it to you now. And so, what I want to do this morning and we'll carry this theme on through this month, and share with you what I believe God is, first of all, saying to our church for the year 2022. And if you weren't able to be with us on New Year's, we revealed our theme and vision, so I'm going to revisit that this morning. And uh, as we go on in this month, just tell you about some things God's um, having us do and focus on and schedule this year at LifePoint, and so I believe it's, it's going to be a good year. Look at someone and say, I agree. I do not believe that God's people should go into a new year wondering and wandering and wishing. We should go into a new year declaring and prophesying and forecasting the heart of God. Amen. It may be crazy times, but it's God's times. If it's God's times, it's the best of times, right? It's a cliche that it's, it's, it's your best year yet, but it should be your best year yet. The Bible says, well, God would go from glory to glory, from level to level. I'll actually preach on that next week. Glory to glory and level to level and phase to phase and season to season. So I want to tell you what God told me about your 2022. So I brought the spiritual binoculars this morning to let you know what, what I see and what I want to bring into focus for all of you. So I want to talk for a few moments about something that I love to talk about and that is vision. Everyone say vision Vision. and then I'll get to what God told me to tell you about 2022. So let's talk a little bit about vision for just a moment and I do believe that um, vision is essential. I believe the Bible is a book of guess what vision from the very beginning of Genesis to the very end of Revelation. The Bible is a book of what Okay. All right. You guys have had too much holiday. I get it. So it is a book of vision. And from the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible, it's a book of vision. So it's important for us to grasp vision. And like I said, from the moment that me and Pastor Diane came here, we felt like our job was, our responsibility was to declare vision. I remember um, when we first came here, we had these little meetings in the basement of the other building. I called them vision meetings. We had a little group of people, and we just started talking about um, what we foresaw for the church, what we wanted worship to be like, what we wanted services to be like, what we wanted um, the direction that we felt like God. So you got to declare those things and build on those things. And so Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, it's, a, it's probably the famous vision scripture, but it reads this way. Where there is no clear prophetic vision People, look what it says, quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, someone say, that's me. Heaven's bliss fills your soul. Isn't that cool? I guess not. Okay. Um, where there is no prophetic vision, people will quickly uh, uh, wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss will fill your soul. And so this scripture says a lot of stuff. And I want to camp here for a moment and talk about this verse because we just, we just declared on mornings like this, but I, I want to unpack this verse for just, just a moment. So we, we see in this verse that it's really a big deal to get vision. And really what vision is, it's a divine revelation of the will of God. It's just a divine revelation of the will of God. Now, there's a lot of definitions of vision out there. Let me just give you mine. You've heard me say this over, over the years. Vision is just a clear picture of who you are and where you're going. That's what it is. It's a clear picture in your heart and your mind of who you are and where you're going. That's why it's so important for you and I as believers to know who we are in Jesus and where he's leading us. So that's what vision is. I have clarity on who I am, whose I am, what I believe, what's in my heart, what's in my mind. I have clarity of who I am and where I'm going. That's why in this crazy season that we're in, you don't have to be full of fear. You don't have to be full of worry, stress, or anxiety. Why? You, there is a clear picture of who you are and where you're going. There's a clear picture of the Word of God, where the Word's taking us. There's a clear picture of who God is, where He's leading us. Amen. So it's a clear pit. That's just my definition. But the Hebrew word for the word vision is the word kozon, not calzone, kozon. All right, <laughs> calzones are good too. But kozon is the Hebrew word for vision in this verse, and it doesn't mean that you get a, that you have creative insight or you have a good idea. A lot of vision can come out of collaboration. A lot of vision can come out of um. Uh, uh, you know, a marketing scheme or a marketing uh, uh, group that puts some things together and they have a good idea and they have a, a good vision statement for a business or they have good insight to to market a product. That's not what biblical vision is. Biblical vision is God has a particular will in a situation And he reveals it to someone who will seek him and he gives him them his divine will for them to reveal so if that is all correct I would like to say this to you, that I believe God has a divine will for your particular life. He has a divine plan for your career, for your marriage, for your purposes. He has a divine purpose for each each individual church. He has a, a divine will in particular seasons. So God is a God of purpose. God is a God of strategy. God is a God of, uh, that has uh, an exact will, purpose, and plan. And what God wants to do to us or for us is reveal that plan to us. And so we, we see that in, in this scripture. That's his cause zone. In other words, the Bible says if you don't have a cause zone or a divine uh, interpretation of the will of God, the Bible says you will start to quickly wander astray. Now, I want you to think about that. Before you knew Jesus... You were wandering astray until you got a divine revelation of the will of God, which is what? That Jesus died for you, shed his blood for you, saved you so you could be born again, become a child of God. But before that moment, you did not have a cause zone for your life. You were living your life, wandering astray, doing your thing your way, and all of a sudden you ran into the cause zone of God or the divine will of God that he loved you just like you were and had a bigger purpose and plan for your life. Aren't you glad you had a cause zone moment for your life? But not only does God have a cause zone moment for your salvation, because a lot of believers just stop there. I'm saved and one day I'll go to heaven. Well, it's bigger than that. God also has a cause zone for every part of your life from that moment on. The Bible actually says he actually had it before you were born. He actually wrote it in a book of heaven, in heaven, his divine will for your life. The Bible tells us that in the book of Psalms. So in here, no matter what someone has told you, there are no accidents or mistakes or second-rate plans for anybody who believes in Jesus. Before you were even born, whether your parents planned on you being here, whether they did a good job of bringing you to this point in your life or not, God has a call zone that's more important and larger and bigger than that. And so the Bible says, but if we don't get the cause zone for our lives, then guess what? We start to wander astray. But if we will follow the divine will and purpose of God, the Bible says, I love the Passion Bible. It says this, we will experience heaven's bliss and it will fill our souls. So this is a really cool scripture. But in the, in the way this scripture is written, it, it it begins from the negative point of view. And so we would say this, but without a divine revelation or without a divine vision for our lives, the Bible clearly says this that we will perish or we will wander astray. So the Bible clearly says this if we don't have a divine revelation, if we're not hearing and seeing a divine revelation, we will, the King James says, perish the Geneva Bible says we will decay. The Jewish Bible actually says this, that we will begin to go ungoverned. Really what happens when you and I do not have a divine cause zone for our lives, for our season, for our year, if you study the scripture out, it says without a vision, people perish. Here's what that word perish means. The first thing it means is you cast off restraints. You say, what do you mean by a restraint? Well, If you go down the highway, uh, unless you're on a really, really back road somewhere, you will have what? You will have lane markers. You will have lines painted on the road to keep you what? In your lane, in your direction. There will be signs that lead you where you're going. You have a seatbelt that you click it or get a. Ticket. Okay, So what, that's a restraint. That's a protective thing that gives you direction. And the Bible says without vision, there are no road signs. There are no markers on the roads. You unclick and, and what happens is you, you, you start to cast off restraints. If you do not have the word of God, guess what a believer does? Cast off restraints. Every, every Sunday that me or someone gets up here and preaches a word of God to you, what are we doing? Keeping you in the lane. Keeping you what? Restrained to the word of God. Keeping you Because if not, what tends to happen is you start to follow your will, start to follow your depression, start to follow your discouragement, start to follow your doubt. That's why we need the word of God, or we start to, guess what? Unclick, and we start to cast off restraint. Well, that's not... I mean, that sounds bad enough, but the next thing that happens is we cast off restraint and we start to wander aimlessly, the Bible says. And there are a lot of believers wandering aimlessly. Why? They've become apathetic. Why? They've lost vision of the Word of God. Why? They've lost vision of revelation of the divine will of God. Now, if you guys were here at our men's weekend, uh, at our after party, we rented for the night axe throwing. How many... Y'all remember that, right? It was awesome. We had axe throwing that night. So they had these big targets on a board in a cage outside of the Generations building. And so you took the axe and you lined it up and you aimed at what? The target. You know, if you don't have a target, you'll never hit it. And if you saw me throw the axe, you were probably extremely impressed because one of my first throws was right in the bullseye. I'm not even exaggerating. It's right in the bullseye. The next two were really close. The next couple were way off. But anyways, the first time I hit, the bullseye. Or if you're shooting a gun, what do you shoot at? A target. Guess what? God has a target for our lives. It's the will of God. It's the words of Jesus. That's the target for our lives. And so, but if we don't have a divine will, if we don't have the divine um, word for the season, we begin to cast off restraints, we wander aimlessly, and then it gets even worse. The Bible says, or if you interpret that word, it, it means then that you, that you cast off clothing and you are made bare and naked. And ain't nobody want to see that, <laughs> that things become exposed and bare in your life. So we cast off restraint, things become bare and naked, and then we start to regress you know what happens with a believer when they start to regress? They don't wake up one morning and just decide to regress. What happens is they start to they start to cast off restraints of what Jesus said a little bit. They start to they start to buckle up with some doubt. They start to buckle up with some unbelief, and they start to wander a little bit from the Word of God, from the will of God, from the ways of God, until they're starting. Now all of a sudden they're exposed to the world that's around them, to the the things that are coming around them in the world, whether it's out of entertainment or government or science or wherever else. And now they're wandering with that philosophy until the place where now they're regressing as a believer instead of progressing. And I think I said this, but I will preach on this next weekend. It, it, it's the, the theme of what I want to talk about. But the Bible says we go from one level of glory to the next level, to the next level. To, if you're walking with Jesus, you should be elevated this year from where you were last year. You should be on a higher level right now than you were six months ago. God always takes you upward as long as you can do what? Stay in the vision. Stay in the word. Stay in the, stay in the will of God. Now, don't raise your hand, but think about times that you may have gotten the outside the constraints. You may have gotten the outside, and what did you do? Eventually, you were, were regressing instead of progressing in areas of your life. Instead of faith-filling you, fear was, was, was dominating you. Instead of courage uh, being in your heart from the Spirit of God, there, there was a spirit of discouragement on you or disappointment or those sort of things. Anyone ever been there? That's why it's so important for you and I to pat the, put the restraints of the Word of God. So the Bible says this, without that type of vision, without a clear picture of who you are and where you're going, without a, a divine revelation of the will of God, then we, 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 we regress. But when we have a divine revelation of the will of God instead of perishing, guess what we start doing? Thriving churches thrive. A business will thrive. A family will thrive. Your life will thrive. If you have what? If you have the divine revelation from God. Now remember, a call zone is not good ideas for your life. It's not a good marketing strategy for a business. That's creative vision, but it's not necessarily a divine revelation from the will of God. And those things are fine. That's how you do business. That's how you do things. But to get a divine revelation, revelation from God. To get a divine word from God is, is a cause zone, and that's what this scripture is talking about. If we don't have it, we decay. We go ungoverned. We perish. But when we do have it, guess what we do? We thrive. And I want you in 2022 to be walking in a season when you're thriving. And so how do you do that? I keep the restraints of the word of God for the year. I keep a restraint for the will of God. I stay in the lane of the word of God. I stay in the lane of what God's saying, not what the government's saying. What God's saying, not what Hollywood's saying. What God's saying, not what Facebook is saying. What God's saying, not what someone tweeted. God tweeted a long time ago what you need to know and what you need to hear. You just need to log on and log in, right? So if we're going to thrive with vision... Vision does some really, 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 really important things. These these aren't my points for this morning, but it does these three things. Here's what vision does. Vision is a prophetic forecast. That's what vision is. It's prophetic forecast. So when God says something, uh, from the very beginning in the book of Genesis, God started talking. And whenever God wants to create something, God speaks a word. His word precedes what he does. So we see from the very beginning in the Bible, how did God create everything? He spoke something. How many know it's powerful when God speaks? Y'all awake this morning, look at someone, poke them, so wake up. Okay, so, so when God speaks something, he's up to something. It's a prophetic vision, a prophetic forecast. And the Bible says we have the same spirit of God in us. That's why it's so important what you and I are saying and declaring and speaking. It's so important what we're verbally agreeing with, what we're verbally disagreeing with, because we are prophetic people. Not pathetic, we're prophetic. And so it's really, really important what you're saying about 2022. Well, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's coming down the pike. You just prophesied that. Well, it goes from bad to worse. You just prophesied that. But what if you were able to look into 2022 and say what Jesus said? What if you would look in the mirror and say what Jesus said about you? Doesn't matter how you feel. If your body's aching, how about you look in the mirror and say, the word of God says I'm healed. That's prophesying. That's forecasting what Jesus said. What if you were able to look in the mirror and say you are above and not beneath? You are a conqueror. You're not conquered. What if you're able to look in the mirror and say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am dead to sin. I'm alive. What is that? You are prophesying to your next season. You are prophesying to your future. You are prophesying to yourself. How about instead of complaining about your spouse, you prophesy what God says about them. Or your kids. These kids are driving me crazy. Yeah, you know what happens in a few years when you're crazy? Because you prophesied your kids did that to you. Come on, you get what I'm saying this morning. It's, it, what happens with vision is it's prophetic forecasting. Not only is it prophetic forecasting, it's, it, it's this um, purpose focus. It, it takes everything else and lets us focus in on what God is saying and what God is doing and what we're believing instead of all the voices out here. So it's us forecasting something prophetic. It's us focusing on something very purposefully. And it's also us um, having some passionate fervency. That's what happens when you have vision, right? So you you have this prophetic forecast, you have this purpose focus, and you have this passionate fervency. When you have a vision that you constrain yourself under, the will of God, whether it's, whether it's the word of God, God saving you, but also for the essential seasons in your life, what happens? You start to live on purpose, and you start to live with passion. I will tell you that when I came here, when we moved here almost... 15 years ago, is that right, 15 years ago? Wow, 15 years ago, you probably heard me, if you were here, 98% of you weren't here, but you heard me say things like this, the enemy of vision is apathy. Apathy is when I don't really care quite enough to do something about it. I might have an intention, but I don't follow through. Things are just like they are. We accept them, we just accept poverty, we just accept sickness, we just accept these things. And apathy becomes the enemy of vision. And if you are not aware and if you are not alert, you or areas of your life can slip into apathy. Let me make that sense. Here's here's how I define apathy. It's the whatevers. So um, if me and my wife, we, we, we try to go out, try to once a week, take our girls and go out to eat somewhere. I don't know about you, but it sounds like a great idea until you get into the car and you're the driver. Where do you want to go? I don't care, whatever. But it's it's, it's never actually whatever. It's, I don't want to make a decision. You give me an idea, and I'll tell you that I don't like it. That's what it turns into. So my answer is always Cracker Barrel. Here's why. Because if I go to Cracker Barrel, I'm usually the youngest person there. I don't know why it's just always that way, right? (laughs) But they don't want to go to Cracker Barrel. So I went to Cracker Barrel the other night without them. But anyways, it was a great experience. All that aside, The whatevers. When you're living your life, if you're just living by the whatevers, guess what you're getting? The whatevers. Then you don't like the whatevers and you're trying to bind the whatevers and ask God to take the whatevers away. But you've been forecasting the whatevers instead of what God said and how God said it and the intention with what God said. That's the enemy of vision. Are you getting the point so far this morning? That God wants us to live on purpose, He wants us to live with passion, He wants us to have vision. As a church, he wants us to have a vision. As an individual, he wants you to have vision. I want to challenge you to go into 2022 with some vision. Ask God, God, what are you saying about 2022? I'm going to share with you what God told me to tell you about our church for 2022. But you need to start asking God over the next month. I'll explain that in a moment. God, what are you saying about 2020? What if 2022 was your most intentional, productive year? Because you asked God and you declared what God told you. Now, Proverbs tells us that we need to have a vision. Habakkuk tells us what to do with that vision. Look at this, chapter 2, verse 2 and and verse 3. Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation or the vision and make it what? Plain on tablets. So that a herald may do what? So he can run with it. For the revelation... Awaits its appointed time. It speaks of the end. In other words, God speaks from the end to the beginning. Uh, That's how vision works. He gives you a picture of it. It works backwards. It speaks of the end and it will not prove false. Don't you like that about God? Divine revelation will not prove what? False. Even if it lingers, just wait for it. It will certainly come and it will not delay. So this particular scripture is another vision scripture. And it tells us, first of all, that we need to seek what God's saying about 2022 for our lives. We need to seek it. Uh, individually, we need, to, we need to seek it corporately. And once you seek it and you hear what God is saying, I love what God says, then you need to publish it. He says you need to write it down plainly on tablets. There's a difference between you wanting to do something and you making it a goal on a piece of paper. There's a big difference. Well, yeah, this year I want to lose some weight. Well, come September, ah, I need to lose some weight. Come next November, man, I put some weight on. Now it's the holidays. I might as well wait to the new year. But when you write it down, I need to lose X amount of pounds. I need to do this. It becomes more strategic. It becomes more active. And so that's what God is saying, to record it, to post it. It's signifying what is most important so you can run with the vision. If it's written down, you can run with it. That means that people can easily see it and it can be easily pursued. So God is all about hearing what he has to say by seeking him, by publishing it, and running with it. I believe God wants you to run into 2022. He wants our church to run into 2022 with a word from God, with a vision from God, for you individually, for us corporately. Now, you've got to get your own individual word for the Lord, but I have one corporately for you. But God wants us to, to get the vision and post it. Now, for example... Um, Around here, you know, when we, when we moved into this facility, we, we sat down. We didn't just show up one day, because we could have, but we decided that we needed to give this place a look that was our vision, that what God told us to, to do. And so we were very intentional about creating environments and looks that would create certain purpose and intention. And if you walk around the halls, you will see on the walls in several different places our vision, that it's all about what? Life changed. That's why this scripture says, get the vision and post it so people can see it and people can run with it. Now, let me ask you a question. If you've been here for a while, can you say that in some way or other, because of being under the will of God in this church, I have experienced life change? And life change can mean lots of things. You could have been saved and born again. You could have been healed. You could have began to prosper. Your family could have been restored. There are lots of things that fall under the category of life change. But as far as what God told us to do here, when we first came, he said it's about life. I want you to teach about life, preach about life. We want you to demonstrate life. And so for us, our vision is it's all about life change. That's why you see it on the walls everywhere. Because we want you to be reminded that when you're here, that's what we're about. Now, you will see on the wall, because we we thought, what does life change mean? What does it mean for our church? What would our vision overall be as a church? And and we kind of put it into these three things. Number one, it's about honoring God. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's wrong for a church to say it's about people. But for us, it's wrong to say it's about people. It's about God. If the church is about people, guess what? People are leading a church. But guess what? It's about God. It's about honoring God. Not only is it about honoring God, it's about changing lives. And it's about altering culture. That's just an assignment God has given us. I believe we live in a culture that needs altered. So life change is a part of honoring God. It's, it's a part of changing lives. And it's about altering the culture around us. That's why it's posted on, on our walls. Okay? So what would it be that God is saying for Life Point Church... For those sitting here today, those watching this morning from home or those who will watch a little bit later, we have a lot of people to watch every, every week uh, here at LifePoint. What was it that God would tell me to tell you about 2022? So I want you to hear this. The scripture says we need to get a vision. What it means is God needs a seer to see what he's saying to interpret it to people when we're talking corporately. So usually about every August, God starts messing with me about the new year. I know that's a few months in advance. I sort of live that way. It drives my wife crazy sometimes. I'm three steps ahead. I'm down the road. I'm thinking, and, and she does such a good job of bringing me back into the moment. But it's just this thing as a leader God has given me to look and see what God is saying down the road. And so in August, he started messing with me about 2022, and so I started writing things down. Um, Then we started praying it out in the fall. Then I brought it to our team and said, here's what God is saying. How do we want to say it this year? How do we say it creatively? And so if you were here on New Year's Eve, I revealed what God told me to tell you for 2022. Now, I did it with um, confetti cannons on on New Year's Eve. I'm not going to do that this morning, sorry. Um, But here's what God told me to tell you about 2022. Here's the word of God for your life if you're involved at LifePoint for 2022. It's his glory revealed. It's his glory revealed. Reveal. Now, so on New Year's Eve, I talked to you about how God wants to reveal His glory. This morning, for just a few moments, I, I want to finish this out by talking to you about the fact that God doesn't want to just reveal His glory, God wants to reveal His glory to you. Next Sunday, I want to talk about how He wants to reveal His glory in you. So, I said this on New Year's Eve. When we in the church world see the word glory, we get all excited. We clap, we get, we get, we get, you know, Holy Ghost bumps on our arm. We just, ooh, we're excited, but sometimes we don't even know what that means. So I want to define to you what glory means. And it's going to take me the rest of the month to talk about this because it's it's a big word from the Old Testament throughout the New Testament. But when I say to you that God told me this. I mean, God told me this. He wants to reveal his glory to you in in, in 2022. And and I would go as far as to say this. God really said this to me as I was seeking him. He said, I want to reveal my glory in, in his house, in your house, and the White House. That's how I heard it. Your house, in this house. In the White House. I'll let God deal with the White House. You can deal with your house. I'm going to deal with our house right here. And, and, and so God wants to reveal his glory to you. So when we see the word glory, I used a scripture the other night in the book of Isaiah. Uh, I, Isaiah said it this way. He, he, he spoke comfort and he spoke courage to, uh, to the nation of Israel because God had promised them they would be a great nation. But they were, their capital was under siege and they were taken captive. And the Bible says they were wondering if God could deliver them and fulfill his promise. They wondered if God would, could, and even cared about that promise. And Isaiah said, I need prophets who will go and encourage and prepare the way of the Lord so the glory of God will be revealed. So I'm willing to go before you this year as your leader and prepare a way for the glory of the Lord to be revealed. And how I do that is by teaching you. So the glory of the Lord, like I said, we get excited about it, but here's what it means. In the Old Testament, if you talked about the word glory, it would be talking about the weight of a person, the weight of a person's nature, the weight of a person's character. Like if, if you were talking about someone's glory, you would be referencing their nature. Man, they're good hearted or they're a giver. What the weight of that person is will be their glory. In the New Testament, it meant a little bit more, it meant the estimation of a person or the honorable opinion of a person. So when we talk about the glory of God, we're talking about the weight of God, and we're talking about the nature of God and the estimation of an honoring, honorful, uh, honoring opinion of God. So when we talk about the glory of God, there are two things that pop out, the greatness of God and the goodness of God. When we say that God wants to reveal his glory to you in 2022, we're saying this, what God wants to do in your life, in your family, in your business, in your particular life, in the life of this church, what God wants to do is when he wants to manifest all that he is and all that he has via his goodness and via his greatness, So when you talk about the goodness of God, what does God wanna do in your life this year? He wants to reveal a next level, new phase of his grace in your life. Because whenever we talk about the goodness of God, we have to talk about the grace of God. The grace of God is, is actually defined as a manifestation of the goodness of God. And if you have been in a religious background, you have been lied to for years because God is not against you, God is for you, and God is a good God. If you came up in a religious background, you heard a lot about the wrath of God. I want you to know we are not in a season of wrath. We are in a season of grace right now. When the church is, uh, when the church is, is raptured from here, that will be a season of wrath. We are in a season of the grace of God on the church right now. As long as the church is here, the, the expression of the goodness of God is here. God's a good God. And if you have been taught a different way, you've got to get a different revelation and you've got to get a different vision of who God is. God is for you. He is not against you. He is goodness towards you. Now that doesn't mean that you'll never have a problem. That doesn't mean those things, but it does mean for every problem, there's a promise in your life. You have got to let God change your stinking thinking and realize God good, devil bad. Yeah, I, when I was in Bible school, I took all of these theology classes. I still have the book. It's so intimidating. It's like this thick it's dark green and light green, and it's of the devil. No, I'm just kidding. It felt like that at the time. I sat through class after class where they debated and debated and debated, and my brain was like scrambled eggs. I came out there and I said, I came to Bible college because I love God and I wanted to reach people. This thing is messing with my mind. And listen, there's a lot of good stuff. you got to take it in as you go. But here's what I know about it. At the end of the day, here's the theology that you need to embrace. God is good and devil is bad. I can summarize that book and that phrase. So when we talk about the glory of God, if God wants to reveal his glory to you, he will do it via his greatness, which means he can deliver, he can heal, he can set free, he can fix, he can repair, he can restore, he can redeem. God has the amazing supernatural power of reversing things. So when we talk about God showing off his glory, manifesting all that he is and all that he has, we got to embrace this fact that here's what God is saying. I want to reveal myself to you in 2022 via my goodness and via my greatness. Goodness and greatness in his house, your house, in the White House, God wants to reveal who he is this year. And it could be all that we have watched and witnessed and gone through was all, just like Jesus said, it was all that he could, it was all for this reason, that he could show forth his glory. You know, on New Year's Eve, we had several testimonies. We had people who were healed of of incurable diseases. We had people who were healed of cancer. They gave testimonies of these things. God still delivers. God still heals. God still resurrects. God still redeems. God still restores. And whatever you're facing, if you'll look at it going into 2022 and prophesy the will of God, guess what? The word of God precedes the work of God. That was all for free. Ready to keep going here? So when we talk about the glory of God, we use words like magnificence, brightness, excellence, majesty, preeminence. What we're saying is God is God. God is all powerful. God is all knowing. God is a great God. God is a good God. Amen. Amen. Whew, that was good. So that is our theme for 2022. Now, so how, how, do, you, how do you embrace God wanting to reveal himself in your direction this year? Right? All the stuff I said about vision, let's make it pertain to this as we start to land this plane. Y'all ready to go? Here we go. Like usual, I got a couple points for you. But, 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 but here we go. Ephesians chapter 1. Look at this verse. Y'all doing all right? Elbows on my knees. It's about to get good up in here. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 1. Look at, look at verse 15. It says this uh, uh, Therefore, I also, after I heard all about your faith in Jesus and how much you love the saints, Paul said, here's what I do. I do not cease to give thanks for you. Why? Because the church in Ephesus loved Jesus. They loved each other. He says, so I keep giving thanks for you and I make mention of you in my prayers. How many like to have Paul praying for you? So Paul's praying for the church in Ephesus and this, look what he says he prayed for. What he prayed for here is what I believe God wants to see happen in our lives. He says this, that the God of Jesus, the father of what? Who's the father of glory? God, our father, the father of glory would give to you a spirit or a disposition or an attitude or insight and wisdom and what revelation in knowing him. What does God want for you and me? He wants us to be flooded with wisdom, flooded with knowledge, flooded with revelation of what? Of who he is in us. Now look at verse 18. So he has to pray for that to happen. Paul prays that the eyes of your understanding would be what? Enlightened. For you and I, to witness the glory of God, we need to be illuminated. We need to be enlightened. So he says, I pray that you would be enlightened, that you would know what is the hope of his calling, not you, but his calling. What are the riches of the glory of the inheritance of the saints? So what Paul is saying, I'm praying that on the inside, you would be enlightened, illuminated, the eyes of your heart would be open, and you would see the hope of his, of his calling. What was his calling? Look what it says, to reveal his glory. What God wants is for you and I to get a glimpse, a revelation, uh, 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 an insight, an understanding, and embrace the glory of God, the goodness of God, and the greatness of God. And Paul said, I'm praying that the church of Ephesus would have eyes in their heart, down in their spirit, that they would really see the glory of God. And I believe that's the same prayer for us today. But our hearts have to be open. Our eyes have to be enlightened. Our spiritual eyes have to... Now, if your eyes were closed, guess what? You can't what? You can't see the glory of God. You can't see sometimes what God is doing. But when God opens your spiritual eyes, Paul said, I pray your spiritual eyes will be opened so you can embrace what God wants to do in 2022. In, in so God wants that for you in 2022. So what, what do we do with this, right? One, here's what we do. We, we, we envision his glory being revealed to us. We envision it. If, if we're gonna be enlightened, what, what happens when we're enlightened? We have to envision it. I want you to start getting vision. Envision means to put vision, it means to imagine. Actually, every year my wife will be like, God gives me a, one word for the year. And my word for this year, God told me, is the word envision, that's just for me personally. It's just for me personally, envision, to imagine. Imagine, imagination leads to creation. You know that they say when kids are little, they operate with full imagination. That's why when you watch little kids are playing and they're imagining and they're having the older you get the part of your brain that, that begins to phase out is imagination. Well what is faith? Faith is the imagination of God. It's God's imagination. The word of God is God's imagination for your life. Begin to imagine the glory of God manifesting in your family, the glory of God manifesting in your church, the glory of God manifesting in in your business. That's where I've got to envision it. God, show me what that would be like. God, show me what, because when God shows up, goodness shows up and greatness shows up. What if the goodness of God showed up in your life? What if the greatness of God showed up in your life? How many know things would change? things would begin to change if I really got a revelation of his goodness. And are y'all getting this this morning? Because we live in a very discouraged, disappointed, depressed, impoverished culture. And we are so prone to predict the negative and talk the negative and forecast the worst. It's all around us. Have you ever sat in your office or in your cubicle or around people at work and it's just negative, 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 negative? Don't buy into the negative news. Listen to me. Don't buy into it. If everyone around you, if everything coming from uh, on your computer, on your smartphone, uh, on the TV, if it's all negative, 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 you got to prophesy what God said. I'm going to see the glory this year. I'm going to see it in my life. I'm going to see it in my church. I'm going to see it in my family. I'm going to see it in my body. I'm going to see it in my bank account. I'm going to see the goodness of God and the glory of God. The goodness and glory of God is not is not uh, it's not reliant on how good things are in culture. It's not reliant on how good things are or how bad things are in society. Actually, the glory of God, the the destruction, the downward cycle in society might be happening so the glory of God could manifest. Envision it. Look at someone say, I'm ready for point two. So if you start to envision it, then guess what you can do? You can expect the glory of God to be revealed to you. Colossians says this, there is a divine mystery. There is a secret surprise that's been concealed from the world for generations, but now it's being revealed. It's being unfolded. It's being manifested for every holy believer to experience. There are some things that God has hidden from the world that he wants to expose to holy believers. There are some things God wants to do for his church that aren't happening in the world. There are some surprises, some glory surprises. God wants to, guess what? Show up in your house. Some wow moments. Some good moments. Some God moments. No matter what's going on in the world around us, God wants to have some God moments, some glory moments. The Bible calls them some surprises. Let's read on. Living within you is the Christ who floods you with, look what it says, the expectation of what? Glory. The expectation of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded in us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with, look what it says, the riches of glory for his people, and God wants everyone to know it. Now, what happens is when we start to envision the glory of God, it starts to make us what? Expect the glory of God. That's why I walked up here, talked all about vision, and I said, here's God's vision for LifePoint in 2022. If you're a part of LifePoint, this is a word over your life, over your family, for you this year, so start to envision it. It doesn't mean like you're not going to have any rocky moments or, or other but I want you to expect God to surprise you with some glory moments. I want you to expect the riches of glory to be manifested in little old you, your house, his house here. Expect it. But you have to envision it to expect it. Elbow somebody say, that's good. Are are you getting my message this morning? I don't want you to wander into 2022. So what keeps you from wandering, we just learned, it's vision. It's a leader walking up here and saying, no matter what's happening happening in the world, guess what God says for you in 2022? He wants to reveal his glory, manifest all that he is, manifest all that he has with you, for you, in you, through you, in your business, in your marriage, in your family, in your house. I gave you these three words. You could remember them. And if you're enlightened, you can envision, you can expect, and lastly, you can expect or uh, experience. Envision it, expect it, experience it. Everyone say, I expect it. it. The Bible says that's what faith does. Faith reaches in, grabs a hold of what may not be, calls it as though it's already done, and it manifests following faith. So I will say there will be some things in 2022 that you may not have seen coming? How many saw some experience some things in 2021? You're like, I didn't see that coming. And there might be a few things in 2022 you may not be overly excited about. How many had a few things in 2021? Like, I didn't like that. So there might be some of that. But what if you were willing to expect there might also be some glory surprises? There might also be some manifestations of the goodness of God. There, there, there might also be, there might be some moments you don't feel so great, but there's going to be some moments when you're healed. There's going to be some moments when maybe you, there might've been some moments when you, you felt some stuff against you, some oppression, but expect there's going to be some moments that you got some breakthrough, that you got some praise moment, that you got some thank God moment, that you got, I, I'm glad I kept believing, I'm glad I kept trusting, I'm glad I prophesied to my 22 so what you need to do if you're a single person you need to look in the mirror and prophesy into 2022 if, if you're married, if you have kids you need to grab hands and you need to prophesy over your 2022 Instead, so I wonder what's going to happen what's next how about we declare what God said about 2022 so as we go through this month as we go through January, I want to keep building on this each week because by the time we get through this month, I want you to have a real stirring in you that as you go through the next 11 months, you're not wandering through, that you're not unclicking out of the restraint. I want to fire you up and teach you about the glory of God, what it means. It's just not one of those church words where we get excited, but we don't really know what it means. Think about the weight of the goodness of God. What should you think right now about the weight of the goodness of God? Has God been good to you in your life in spite of you? In spite of you, has God been good? Think about the weight of where you would be if it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for the hand of God, if it wasn't for the, the saving grace of God, if it wasn't for the empowering grace of God, where would you be? Think about the weight of the greatness of God. For some of you, you may not be sitting here if he didn't heal you. For some of you, you may not be sitting here if he, didn't, if he didn't restore you, if he didn't redeem you. Thank God. We sang that song about the faithfulness of God. Can I just make a prediction for you? If God was faithful in the past, he's gonna be that much more faithful in 2022. And I'm just gonna say this boldly. It doesn't matter if it's Biden, Trump, or whoever else, you got God working for you, you got got the glory of God. (laughs) Now, I know which one I'd rather have, but I'm just saying, you have the glory of God working on your behalf, desiring to manifest. He told me to tell you that about 2022. That's what God wants to do. I don't know what all that looks like, but I believe there are gonna be some moments that are gonna be different for you this year. Instead of breaking down, you'll break through. Instead of breaking up, you're restored. Instead of being conquered, you're a conqueror this year. Instead of wondering, you'll know. Now, before we go back into a song, um, I wanted to give you a gift. And if you were here New Year's Eve, you got this uh, as you left. And if you weren't with us, you can get this on the way out today. I I have a, a journal for everyone. And on front of that journal it says, His glory revealed. And I want you to grab one on the way out. There's also some, some stickers out there. You say, well, why, why are you giving that to us? Because I, I want you to take this little band off of this, get with God this year, especially during the month of January, and just start taking notes on Sunday, taking notes when you spend with Jesus, take some notes, see what he's saying to you, write it down. Remember Habakkuk said, write it down. I gave you a couple stickers. You might need to put that sticker somewhere where you need to see it. Might need to stick it on your mirror at home, might need to stick it on your Bible, somewhere where you'll just look and say, every time you see it, I want you to know, this year, I'm gonna see his glory revealed. But whether his glory is revealed to you in a certain way in February, or if it's July, or if it's next New Year's Eve, I believe God wants to show up and manifest himself. Now here's what we're doing in the month of January. Aren't you glad you came today? Here's what we're doing in the month of January. Starting next Sunday, every January, we set aside 21 days where we pray and we fast. And you can fast however you want to. I'll talk a little bit more about that next week, but it's gonna be a little bit different this year. Instead of Wednesday to Wednesday, we're going, we start next Sunday, January 9th, and we end it on Sunday, January 30th. 21 days to pray and to fast. You say, why are we doing that? Because the Bible says if we seek him, we find him. And I want you to seek God. And get you a word for the year and seek God and see, and, and see how God plans to manifest his glory in your life in, in, in 2022. So January is going to be a month about just seeking him over 21 days. And so in those 21 days, uh, we're going to have a couple, couple times and, and, and a couple moments of, of prayer. So, not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday, for three straight Wednesday nights, we're going to have what we call Reveal Nights, since it's God revealing His glory. Every Wednesday night, we'll have church service. We always love that. We start off January that way. So, uh, not this Wednesday, but starting the following Wednesday, the 12th. And and, and if you want to, we have prayer from 615 to 645, and we start service at 7. And we're just going to worship. We're going to continue to teach and expect about the glory of God. And then we're doing something in addition to that on Thursdays. Now I know some of you work. You can't do this, but maybe you get a break at work, or or maybe um, um, you're free in the mornings. Uh, So every Thursday at 11 o'clock in the Generations Building for one hour, we're also the staff praise every Thursday. So we're inviting all of you to join us every Thursday for prayer from 11 to 12, so if you wanna take your lunch break, whatever, join us, we'll, we'll have a worship song or two and we'll, we'll, we'll pray. So we're gonna take this month at LifePoint, we're gonna call a corporate fast at a corporate time of praying. If you can't be here during those times, you can still pray on your own, but I just wanna encourage you, set some time aside because if you'll set some time aside and you'll seek God, I promise, the Bible says, if you seek him, he's going to reveal himself to you. And what if during that time, God gave you some answers? And what if God during that time, Uh, Showed himself uh, to you in a new way. And what if what if God during that time really revealed himself to you? And what if during that time God revealed his glory in a brand new way? That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna hunger and thirst and we're gonna seek him. We're gonna we're gonna do what this song says If you'd stand your feet, we're going to make room for him I, I believe when you make room for God, guess what God does God manifests and God shows up. Amen Anybody encouraged this morning?